This is The Furnace with John Burton. Hey everybody, John Burton here with you and here's an article that I wrote for the stream titled Nefarious Puppet Masters of America. Nefarious Puppet Masters of America. I'm calling the godless politicians and the liberal media to swift, heart-wrenching repentance. And so this has been burning on me for actually for quite a while. And I think, I just think somebody needs to, needs to shout this message, get it out there to those who are just absolutely uh, godless. So many of them are uh, uh, wicked. They're unashamedly wicked. And, you know, if you look up the word nefarious, nefarious, uh, it's an adjective. It's an adjective that means uh, extremely wicked or villainous. Extremely wicked or villainous. I'm trying to get my, there we go. So you all can see that. Those of you that are watching on video, some of you are listening via my podcast, audio only, and that's great, but some of you that are, you're watching my screen, you see it right in front of you. Nefarious means extremely wicked or villainous, iniquitous. And I believe that is a, that's, that's the perfect definition of so many of today's uh, politicians and social media uh, um, you know, leaders and others out there in the world that are giving leadership to our nation, you know, and uh, I, I, it's time that we deal with this. It's time that we talk about this. Uh, this is a big, big deal. It's a big issue. And we're, this nation is in a heap of trouble. Uh, I was so proud of uh, President uh, Trump when he recently announced that, yeah, guess what? Churches absolutely are essential and they need to be open, opened up. Uh, I love that he did that. But, but why is it taking the president of the, of the United States, a, a secular government, uh, and I appreciate him. You need to understand that I appreciate what he's doing. Why does it take him to sound the alarm for the churches to be opened up? Why, why, why government? Why are we taking our cues from government, everybody? Remember, we need, to, we need to understand that the church, the church is the highest governmental authority in the nation, right? In the world. The church is the highest governmental authority. So the church should be mandating what is appropriate and what is not appropriate. It's the church. It's not the government that does that. It's the church, because the church has failed so miserably, well, the government has taken it upon itself to determine right versus wrong and appropriate versus inappropriate, and uh, we are the worst for it. And you know, so we're we're living in this day right now where it's it's just wickedness all over the land, and the church is being held hostage by nefarious puppet masters and and this is this is why why i'm calling the, why i titled the article this way uh those of you that are watching the video you can see my hands i'm making puppet master hands for those of you that are watch, uh, listening to the audio and you know right now churches have been forced online they've been forced online the the, the lockdown has caused churches to close all over the nation and while some are opening up uh many are not and and if you can just see right above the screen, there's these puppet master hands with these with these people on the screen worshiping and teaching, uh, but being controlled by the puppet master, the nefarious puppet masters, the governors, the politicians, the social media uh, uh, leaders, 
uh, executives, you know, those who are leading, you know, we got Twitter and Facebook and, and YouTube and all sorts of different places. And th there are controls, meaning, meaning they are determining in, in, to a large extent what is allowed in the church they're, they're they're the ones that are making those decisions and so the point of this article and the point of this video is simply this it is to make an unapologetic absolutely bold uh in your face call to action and a call to repentance for every single one of them we must see people like mark zuckerberg uh, governor whitmer governor cuomo jack dorsey you know so many others we need to see them come to jesus bottom line bottom line and i'm going to share in just a moment my own story and i have no patience for religious foolishness i'm like i'm like them i would presume in that regard i have no patience for any of that i have no I, i'm not i have a very short life to live we all have a very short life to live i have no desire to waste my life on some sort of make-believe story in a book i just have no desire to do that i'm not going to do that and i understand that people don't want to do that but the bottom line is that jesus is real he is legit the only way to god and i would have it no other way i mean oh my goodness my life since i have surrendered to, to jesus has been the most remarkable miraculous adventure that you could ever imagine it's mind-blowing it's just phenomenal and so so yeah i've experienced it i'm calling every one of these people to bow their knees to surrender their hearts to repent to weep and to give their life wholeheartedly to jesus to turn over everything to surrender their dreams their positions their ideals their philosophies their businesses their empires their 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 politics everything surrender it all lay it all down and 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 repent and say god i, I i'm done i'm I, I i don't have the answer only you have the answer i'm surrendering my life to you 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 did that for me and and come on people i mean who else has died for you has anybody else done that has it for, for you specifically shed their blood died for you in your place meaning this you deserved it but they did it they, they died instead has any has anybody done that for you why in the world are we not more, more excited about that more appreciative of that i just don't get it there was a time in my life when i lived in uh i lived in dayton ohio and i was hanging out with with, with some friends and they were part of a church and I saw these guys and they were playing Super Mario Brothers 3 like night and day and they were you know and, and I was there right there with them and playing basketball and doing all sorts of stuff and the reason I'm sharing that is because I knew these guys and they were legit they were real there was nothing fake about them at all they were who they said they were they were real dudes and I would see them in the church throughout the week several times a week and these guys would be on their knees weeping and worshiping and praying and contending and going hard after god and you know here i am just like what is this what is going on who are these guys 
and I, and I, and I started to find myself just wrecked and I'm so hungry for what they were experiencing. I'm desperate for that. I'm like, I'm like, these guys aren't faking it. These guys are real. These guys are, are as, as normal as they come yet. Here they are just going hard after, after in some invisible God that I can't see, but they're, they're undone. You can see it. You see the tears in their eyes. You see the passion. You see the fire. You see the, the zeal. You see the love. You see it. I'm like, what is this? And understand, you got to understand, I grew up in the church and I grew up, you know, quote unquote, you know, saved. And, and I lived a, 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 a solid life. And I was definitely, definitely not only interested in God, but I was, I would proclaim him and, but I'd never had an encounter. And this is the big, the big point. I never had an encounter. I never really met him. I never really just one-on-one -on -one, that personal, uh, 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 meet and greet with Jesus. I had never had that. And I saw these guys, clearly something was going on. And so I found myself in that season, just walking around a, a room in the church one day, just not feeling anything. I had no emotion. I didn't know, I, I, I wasn't, no supernatural presence of God was in the room, nothing was going on. And I'm thinking, and I'm just walking around this room, I'm like, God, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know if you can hear me. I don't, I have no idea. But uh, I kept saying, you know my heart. You know my heart. You know me, you know who I am, you know my heart. But then I said this, I said, I said, I, I, I got to let you know something. I am not going to waste my life on you. If you are not legitimately a healer and someone you, you can deliver tormented people from, from their, from their despair, you're not some, if you're not someone who can work miracles, if you're not all powerful, if you're not, if you're not that person that I've heard so much about, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want anything to do with you. I'm not going to waste my life on religious foolishness, on, on, a, on, a, on a fairy tale. I'm not going to do it. I refuse to do it. But then I said, if you are all those things, if you are a healer, if you are all powerful, if you, if you are, I'll die for you. I'll die for you. Because suddenly my, 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 my short life has meaning. If all of that's true, suddenly my short life however many years it is, me here on the earth, suddenly it has meaning way beyond what I thought was meaningful. Well, I mean, light years beyond. So now, you know, my, my, my dreams and desires and plans and big dreams, all the stuff that I wanted to do, all the stuff that I held uh, that, were, that was valuable to me, everything doesn't compare anymore. I mean, stop and think about it. If an, if an all-powerful God who heals, who works miracles, who, 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 I mean, demons go flying out when he's in the room. I mean, I mean, I mean, love like you never could imagine, uh, you know, power over, you know, fear and depression and despair. I mean, you, we could just write many books. In fact, there's a book written called the Bible, but we could write many books about all of the, all of the attributes, all of the stuff that comes with knowing God. And so suddenly, if all of that is true, if all of that's true, suddenly all of the other stuff that some of it was great stuff doesn't compare. So I'm like, God, if all of that's true, I surrender everything, including my life. I lay it all down and 
I'm on board. Well, suffice it to say, what, what has happened since then in my life, that was many years ago, I can't even begin to describe the overwhelming, stunning, immeasurable, indescribable miracles and healings and signs and wonders and freedom and breakthrough and, and, and comfort. And, I mean, not fake stuff. I'm not talking about emotional mind tricks here. I'm talking about real supernatural power of an invisible God transforming my life. And then I'm getting to sit back and watch him move in the most stunning fashion. I mean, incredible. So the idea that, you know, that, that, that people would rather pursue their own agendas, you know, and again, this is, this is titled the nefarious puppet masters of America. You know, we've got all of these people out there that honestly, they're, they're, so many of them are godless. They're, they're, they, they are nefarious. There's that, there's that, there's wickedness in their, in their, in their heart. And all of this stuff is true. And, but that doesn't mean, how can I say this? This doesn't mean that there's some, there's, they're, 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 that God doesn't love them, that God's not wooing them, that God's not drawing them. Of course, it doesn't mean that. It's quite the opposite. And so my call is out to all of those people, you know, again, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey, and, you know, these are people I'll never meet, most likely, and, and Governor, Governor Whitmer and Cuomo and, and so many others, so many others, that it's just, you know, and the reason I'm calling them out, they've simply been in the news, and in, in the news a lot right now, and there's just, there's just unrighteousness um, behind so many of their decisions. And I'm, you know, it specifically, you know, the, I'm not even gonna get into specifics. I mean, y'all could, y'all could guess, you know, a bunch of the, bunch, just, just what's going on. And I'm thinking, oh my God, they just need Jesus is all I'm thinking. They just need an encounter with Jesus. They don't need to sign up for some sort of a, uh, uh, a religious Sunday school kind of, kind of uh, you know, I'll raise my hand and, and kind of join the club thing. Heck no, they don't want that. None of us want that. We, they need an encounter like I had. I mean, dramatic, dramatic, life-altering, eternity-altering uh, encounter like I had and, and so many of those that I've had and so many, of course, other people have had that. And so I'm calling them. But the, the first step to that kind of a lifestyle, that kind of an experience is repentance. They've got to bow their knee. And I pray, I pray that they are just drawn by the Holy Spirit, that that instead of being drunk on power and drunk on wealth and uh, and all of that you know, all of that that's going on. And it's so easy, so easy to, 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 to fall into those trappings. Um, I'm praying, I'm believing that these people will just get just wholeheartedly uh, uh, surrendered and they get to that place where they just can't help but to hit their knee and to cry out to God. And that's my cry. And so, so nefarious puppet masters of America. And you, you got to understand, you know, that pastors aren't off the hook. Because if, if there are puppet masters, that, that means there must, be, there, there must be puppets, right? And so I believe, you know, it's one thing for God to tell a pastor to shut down a church, okay? That's one thing. If that happened, that's cool. It's a whole other thing if the government told the church to shut down. You know, we've got some spiritual heroes out there like Rodney Howard Brown and Jeremiah Johnson and so many others who refuse to be controlled by the state. 
And, but pastor, you gotta ask yourself a question. Who, who, who spoke to you about ceasing the gathering together of the saints? Who spoke to you about that? You know, this is a big deal. If it's God, that's, that's great. Okay. There's reasons and every, and, and every pastor's in a different place and there's different situations and different scenarios. And I totally respect that. I totally get that. But was it, was it God who spoke to you to do that? Or was it, was it the government that spoke to you and commanded you to do that? And there's so many people out there, they have that Romans 13 thing just so confused. I'm a mega believer in submission to authority. I teach on it all the time. You can't ever pres presume to be someone who functions in the authority that God has given them if you don't know how to submit to authority. It doesn't work. That being said, if, if, a, if a lower law would try to try, try to cause you to um, renounce a higher law like the Constitution, then you've got to know the higher law wins. Secondly, and of course more importantly, is if a law were to cause you to disobey Scripture, then you've got to know. Remember, the church is the highest government; it's the highest court in the land, and so the that so that would make that law a lower law. So the lower law says that you know there's there's even laws or or I don't know if it's a, at the law level yet or not but you can't you can't sing you can't you can't pray in the church oh my goodness is anybody picking up on this actually I don't know where that was I should have pulled up that article but somewhere they're they're saying okay churches can start to open with with a certain amount of people but but you can't worship or pray because somehow you're opening you know you're opening your mouth and you're spreading this stuff all over the place so you this is this is mind blowing everybody you, wow you can't worship and you can't pray wow it doesn't get more blatant than that I mean the, the enemy is overplaying his hand wouldn't you agree oh my goodness you can't be serious you know and I was I was I was reading a post from uh, from somebody uh, somewhere on Facebook or something and uh, this individual is very, very pro lockdown, very anti, anti, um, you know, uh, opening the churches kind of thing. But uh, they shared this this list of, I mean, it was it was like eight pages long of everything that their church was going to do to reopen, and they're getting all of their signals from from the government, right? And so, I mean, this crazy, crazy long list of the wildest things on how they're, they're not allowing any hugging or any handshaking or, and, you know, and greeters are going to be wearing gloves and they're not going to give you a Bible. You need to bring your own Bible and the services are going to be very short and they don't want you to speak to people or congregate at the end and you have to immediately leave the property and they're going to sing very simple uh, uh, songs and, I mean, on and on and on and on. And I'm thinking, we've just gone on and drunk the Kool-Aid. Oh my goodness. It's, I mean, there's one, it's a due diligence is one thing, but, but this, this, this crazy extremism that we've fallen into. And, and, the, you know, and I wrote an article about this the other day about this, these negative reports that, you know, that people keep sharing just all over the place and everything's negative and negative news stories. And, you know, if, if we don't do everything perfectly, then death is going to overtake our nation. And, you know, and wow, 
where is the Holy Spirit in all of this? Where is the blood of Jesus in all of this? Where is, no wonder, no wonder, you know, governors and social media executives don't want anything to do with Jesus. They don't see any power. They see more power in their own empire than they do in the church. And here the church has just rolled over and surrendered. And so again, you know, your pastors, you're, you're not off the hook. You're not. If God told you to shut down and he gave you a strategy and a plan, that's great. It really is. For, for real, it's great. But if, you, if, you, if you're making your decisions based on governmental pressure, then that's a whole other story. It's a whole other thing. You know, one of the coolest things that I saw right in the middle of the heat of the lockdown, this is early on and, and churches were shuttering everywhere. And it was, you know, uh, it was, everyone was scared and Jeremiah Johnson was powering on and not only holding church services, but he was, uh, he was holding conferences, you know, and man, it was, he, they said they had more people in the building then than they did normally. Right. And and the coolest thing was there was this picture of him just just bear hugging this guy that was there and the reason why he was there is his if i get the story right forgive me if i don't get it exactly right but if i understood correctly his his fiance or girlfriend died the day before and he had nowhere to go and thank god there was a church that was open and he ran to that church and he in tears got radically set free, saved. And Jeremiah was there to be the person that he needed in that absolutely horrific time of his life. And you've got to think about stuff like that. Pastors, if you're shutting down your church, where are those people going to run to? Where are, the, where are those people going to run? Where are those that need healing going to go where you've got to stop and think about this. And so, so if there are nefarious puppet masters, then there's definitely also puppets, you know, and you know, we need people like the three Hebrew children who refused to bow. They refused to bow. They were thrown into the fiery furnace because of that, because of that Nebuchadnezzar saw the glory of God right before his eyes. Of course, we saw the fourth man in the fire and he made a decree that no other God can rescue like that is what the Bible says. And he said this, he said, they defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any God except their own. And so therefore I make this decree and I love it. It says, if people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be torn limb from limb and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. Wow. Where is the boldness today in pastors? You know, and things aren't going to get easier. They're going to get a lot worse. Sorry for, sorry for all you uh, people drunk on positive prophecy. Um, and I'm not saying this is a prophecy. I'm saying that this is a, this is, this is a warning that there's, there are no indicators that things would get better. There's nothing out there that would convince us that things would get better. Why would we think, think that things would get better when we so miserably failed this test? Miserably. And so pastors, we need to figure this out. We need to repent. We need, we, we we've got to do it. And, um, 
and we need to pray. We need to pray for Governor Whitmer and Cuomo and Zuckerberg and Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook and Jack Dorsey of Twitter and, and so many others. We need to pray. I mean, wow, what would it be like if, if Mark Zuckerberg had an encounter with Jesus when was transformed? I mean, just absolutely transformed overnight. What would happen to the world? You can know demons are absolutely working overtime to ensure that he does not meet Jesus. Same thing with Twitter, same thing with these governors, right? Newspaper executives, you know, media moguls. You know, what, what would happen if, if the, the, the people of CNN had an encounter with Jesus? Wow, guys, everything, everything would turn on a dime. And so we need to pray for this, but we do. We need to boldly, we need to boldly confront the spirit of the age and we need to call the nefarious puppet masters of America to radical, sudden, and thorough repentance and fast because America is in a very, very, very dangerous place. And guess what, pastors? You can't be puppets anymore. You can't do it. It's time to take a stand. It's time to take this thing seriously. And if we, if we do this right, maybe we'll have a Nebuchadnezzar kind of, kind of thing happen where not only will America be saved and not only can, can revival come, but maybe even the puppet masters will meet Jesus. Now that would be something. All right, everybody. I want to encourage you, if you haven't done so, consider uh, partnering with the ministry. Go to burton.tv slash donate. That would be amazing. Uh, we value you. We value your friendship, your partnership. Uh, and sowing into this ministry is so critical. Uh, we bless you. And we want to thank you for that. Go to burton.tv slash donate. And then you can also go to burton.tv slash shop. And that is where you can pick up uh, my books. I've written 10 books. You can get them in uh, printed format or kindle and you can do that and there's also other resources there uh, you can see the master collection which is over 200 resources that you can immediately download uh, all 10 of my books other ebooks videos uh, and you can uh, you can get all that immediately for 60 bucks that's all it is for 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 tons and tons and tons of resources all right everybody that is it um blessings to you let's see let's see revival come to the land but before that happens we've got to see repentance come Thank you for listening to The Furnace with John Burton. You can access media, read articles, and partner with the ministry online at burton.tv. And by all means, share this podcast with those who are hungry for revival, reformation, and revolution.